Aha, we're back. <laughs> yes, we are, my love. Yes, we are. Yes, we are back for part two of Ghostbusters. This is the Meter We Talk podcast, and it's the Truth Serum series. And we promise to tell you the truth, the, the whole truth. truth. And nothing, nothing but, but the, the truth, truth, so help me God. Yes. And again, we have an amazing guest with us. You guys heard him on the first podcast when we were talking about part one of Ghostbusters. And he is back for round two, and he's going to really let us know what to do. Pastor Charles, welcome back. <laughs> Hi again. It's me. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Pastor Charles, for being with us again. Yes. Man, we, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We're super excited about you and and we we're super excited to continue this discussion because it's it's getting good you know you know <laughs> you were telling us some good stuff and, and we had to kind of part beforehand but I did want to kind of remind everybody what exactly we were talking about prior um, in the first series now they should go back and listen to it if they haven't and not jump ahead but hey we can't dun, control dun, dun. those things I'll tell them baby tell them okay you gotta watch you gotta listen to it all yeah you know you gotta read it all precept upon precept right all of it yeah. Yes. Can't just oh, get the cliff notes, glory, glory. Yes. <laughs> so we talked about the definition of being ghosted. And again, for those who may not remember, it's ending a relationship by cutting off all contact and ignoring the former partner's attempts to reach out. Okay. And I mean, all the way, and they're withdrawing all communication as well. But we want to kind of talk about busters, right? And that <laughs> could be gone. <laughs> that can go either way. Wouldn't you agree, Pastor Charles? Man, you are either. telling the truth. Right. Right, I'm trying, right? That girl who ghosted me was a bust. Oh, don't you mm. talk about me in my face. I guess it was good. <laughs> but, but with the Hey, busters, I'm a pastor, guys. I'm not a counselor. Now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Forgive us, okay? But, but if we're talking about a buster, right, there's two of them. Now, it originated in the 90s, and I know you guys might remember this. You remember the boxer? His name was Buster. Buster Douglas. Do you remember him? I remember yes, I Buster do. Douglas. Right. And remember, he surprisingly knocked out Mike Tyson, who everybody was, you know, considering the crowd favorite. He was just going to knock him out, but he came in and he knocked him out, right? And he was like, you know, mama said knock you out, and that's what he did, okay? And so that's one version. That's where it started from, right? But it has really changed and it becomes something different nowadays. So if you're a buster, typically you're a loser, you're a scrub, or we could take it to the positive, and that's what we are doing what myself, my husband, and of course, Pastor Charles is saying, we're saying sometimes we got to break things down. You have to bust the door open and really look at it for the truth of what it is. Right. And so we're busting this down. And we have one of our top Ghostbusters here, and he was giving us a great story. And we don't want to keep the listeners from it any longer. So Pastor Charles, can you kind of like pick up where we left off? Like what happened, you know? I'm going to tell the truth right now. Okay. This is in my youth pastor days, and I felt like the Lord was calling me to um, the marriage. Oh. Saw a nice young lady, and we we started to hang out, and, you know, I set the proper boundaries so that I can live holy. Okay. And we were hanging out one night, and it was, it was getting late. You know, when I grew up, um, when the lights came on <laughs> at nighttime, it was time to go inside. I don't know about you, but You're my, right. You're my right. parents didn't let me roam the streets. When those lights came on, I knew. It was no whistle. It was no alarm clock. <laughs> I didn't have a cell phone then. I knew I was supposed to be in the house. So something go. triggered in me. It was like, okay. <laughs> 
Um, it, the lights are on now, and it's dark out, and we're we, we not talking about anything. So I think it's time for you to go home. We, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we ate something. And she just looked, she looked over to me and said, it's only 9 o'clock. Like, why do I have to go home? And I'm just like, you know, this is, we're, we're nearly talking, and, you know, I'm just trying to fill it out. I want to be respectful. And this is what she said to me verbatim. Is it because I have a vagina? Wow. Whoa. Oh, wow. Oh, that this I is have very to truthful. Go. <laughs> oh, right now. Guys, how old were you? I'm faster, trying to stay safe. Trying to, the girl look good. I'm not going to lie. She can sing, she had long hair, and she can play the guitar. But I was leading at the church, and she went to the church that I went to. So I, I was like, yeah, I just think I need to get you on. Um, yeah, I think that is correct. You have a vagina, and I don't want to have no parts with that. Wow. Um, yes, this is the whole truth. So, <laughs> And nothing but the truth. So help me, God. I, be- I became the guy who ghosted the girl yes for me it was a good reason because we went to the same church and i was a leader and i i I really didn't know what to say to her at that time but i did not act upon you know her her Mm. invite Mm -hmm. and i just stopped answering her text messages i stopped answering her phone calls it was it was awkward at first but i've learned sometimes you just have to do a thing and let your feelings catch up later you have to just act on it right catch up later yeah, Pastor Charles, I have to ask you about this. Like, you know, how how old were you around that time? Like, I mean, that is extremely forward, you it know? Is. You know? Yes. Um, I think I was 22. Mm-hmm. I think I was 22 or 23. Yeah. yeah. I would say at any age, that's forward. Um, but I will tell you, it reminds me of a scripture in Romans. And I want to read it to you, if that's okay. It's an ESV version. It says, uh, it's Romans uh, 16, but 17 through 18. It says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. That's good. Wow. That's really good. It, it was a good moment. It was a good growth moment for me. I wish I, I was 23. I was trying to serve the Lord. I'm in youth ministry. I didn't know exactly what to say to her. So this goes back to your original question. <laughs> Is it a mixture of both? Um, I think it is. I didn't know what I was su- supposed to say exactly, so I just stopped yeah. responding. But five years later, five years later, I'm married now to my beautiful wife, Diamond, that I love. Yes. And I saw her at a church event, and she stopped me, and she said, Charles, I want to thank you. Thank you for what? Thank me for what? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, um, she said, Charles, you guard your world like no one I've ever seen and I've learned so much from it and I had to pay a, a high price for some of my decisions but I want to thank you for guarding your world the way that you do oh, wow that is that now is. that is impactful that is. wow yes because it, it could have went a totally different way because I, I was surely about it to ask you it could have went a totally different way to, 
to know that she came back and thanked you for the fact that you guarded your world, like you said, that's that's deep. Yeah, and it was and and you know, and kudos to her for coming back and, and apologizing and and giving accountability. I mean, that's really what it sounded like. I mean, is that the way you? Yeah, took it? Wow. I, yes. This is a good ghosting. Like I know it's horror <laughs> stories, but I, I'm just I'm gonna drink my own tea because I was like, I cannot be the bad guy in this. Like Jesus, this girl look good. I'm trying to say, hey, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> I so that's appreciate. my ghosting story that, that is mine but it was so truthful story. it was so truthful we didn't even have to swear you in for your testimony you told the truth yeah. the whole truth <laughs> oh my goodness and nothing but the truth didn't he babe hey, thank you for your candor because we need that nowadays yes because you know I, I think a lot of people nowadays they need to hear that and sometimes we sugarcoat the truth and all we do is set that person up for their own personal demise and and, and we we don't want that we want you all to go out and succeed in life i mean it literally literally can mean the difference you know you guarding your world in a sense guarded her world you know wow i think we use i'm strong as a cop-out as christians we say well god is with me and he's not gonna allow anything to happen and I'm strong. Like, I hear some guys that I've mentored before, like, I'm a strong man of God. You know, I can Netflix and I won't chill. I can, you know, talk on the phone to 2 a.m. and it doesn't it doesn't affect me. I can only kiss for, you know, and I can hug for long times and it doesn't lead to anything. And I, I personally think, I truly believe that it's not about how strong you are. It's about how smart you are. Oh, like yes. setting proper boundaries, putting the, the proper boundaries that, that need to be in place so that you you possibly won't be on the end of being ghosted. I think it's essential. I, I think it's essential. I think it's very important for the health of your life, longevity of your emotional stability, and making those decisions, are they're crucial. Yeah, they are. they are. Can I ask you, Pastor Charles, do you think you learned that from your childhood versus just kind of gathering it over time? Because, you know, a lot of what we know and what we do is in some relations from our childhood. Yeah, if I can be perfectly honest, when me and my wife got together, I was not a virgin. She was. When we, were, when we got married, she was never touched. But my history, you know, I've had sex before marriage, and I was celibate for six years and the, the young lady that I met in between time I think I was on my three and a half year mark of being celibate so I've learned my lesson from being in a relationship with someone and giving someone my all who I didn't end up with and paying the price of being attached to them when I'm not even with them anymore but when I was raised I was raised in church but the church only told me don't have sex Right. Don't have sex. They never had the necessary conversation to break down why you shouldn't have sex. Why, when you do it, the attachments, the soul ties, the, the, the thoughts that are, you know, just come out of nowhere. No one ever had that real conversation with me so that I can not only not do it, but know why I shouldn't do it. So I suffered the pain and the heartache and the emotional roller coaster from being attached to a girl who I'm not with today. And that's, if I can answer your question, Elder, that's how I learned my lesson. Some people thought I was just a Bible thumper, crazy guy who, who was too strict, who didn't know how to have fun. 
And some of that might have been true, but that's all I knew how to do because I was looking for an example, guys. I was looking for that man who could sit me down. So I knew what I knew how to do, and I just I set crazy, ridiculous boundaries. I didn't let people in my airspace. Like, if I felt like you were coming on to me, I needed to know who you were, what you were about. It's because I... I've been down that road before and I didn't want to go down that road before because it, it led to nothing. Like I was trying to fill a void and it, it led to more emptiness. So yeah, call me a spiritual crazy dude, but I set the boundaries in place where I was able to say that I didn't have sex for six years and I have friends and people who held me accountable. I didn't masturbate for six years and it wasn't all on me. God helped me, but I had to do my part. I had to do my part. That leads up to my beautiful marriage with Diamond, and God blessed me with a virgin. So, yeah, because you gave yourself. I know that's a lot, but that's my response to Elder Anel's question. No, that was good. I mean, it was all about accountability and holding yourself to a higher standard and wanting more for yourself than what you had already experienced, you know? Right. Yeah. And I would even say, you know, it's and you putting those boundaries in, it's it's being honest with yourself, being truthful with yourself. Right. You know, the Bible says that <laughs> the flesh, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, you know. And so we and I think we even talked about this, Charles, when you were at our home church, where it's like, why jump in the ring with the devil if you're not trying to fight? You know, you have to be yes. prepared, right? You won't lose if you don't get in the ring. <laughs> right. right, right. And so, like, not putting yourself in those situations where you can, you, you're going to put in your own demise, like what we talked about earlier. Exactly. Like, you're going to create that issue. And so I would never trust my flesh. If it was between, exactly, <laughs> it can't even stand the test of time, let alone being put next to someone. And we say this all the time in our classes when we go through prep for marriage, what a lot of the couples will say, if you sit there and you say, we're just going to lay here naked and we're not going to touch one another, you alive from the pit. You're lying. Yeah, yes. you, you, You're it's, lying. it's never going to happen. Lies you tell. And you told them yes. to yourself. And that makes it even worse, you know? This is this is truth. I mean, this is some serious truth. We We appreciate your candor. We appreciate the love that you're having for the listeners by giving your testimony. I mean, yeah. you gave a sworn testimony here today, but it, it your testimony, look at what has happened. You know, you know, you got a diamond and she wasn't in the rough. She was just a diamond. And come on, uh, now. you better say it right. Her name, her name has a ring to it. Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> I love that. Oh, oh that's so her good. Her name has a ring to it. And I he know. gave her a ring with a diamond. That's oh, we're come on. Can we hear you. We hear you. Man, this has been an amazing conversation. Pastor Charles, can we have you back here again? I mean, is that possible? So whenever you guys want to talk, I'll be happy to. I love it. I love you guys. This is amazing. Thank you, Pastor. We love you, too. We love your heart. We do. We appreciate the fact you you came on. It just makes me love you even more now. Yeah. We didn't think it was possible to love you even more, but now we found extra room, so it is going down. Guys, emoji with the the tears flowing down right now, okay? (laughs) Emoji. 
Emoji, emoji, emoji. <laughs> Thank God. you so much. Thank you, Pastor. We appreciate you. So again, we just ask that you join on. And if you love today, please subscribe. We would love for you to make sure that you text this phrase, Me Too We Talk. That's M-E-T-O-W-E-T-A-L-K. And make sure that you text that phrase to 22828. Because if you are in the South Carolina area, we want to make sure that we can connect you with Pastor Charles as well as the Relentless Church. And then if you also want to be a part of our subscriber list, go ahead and send us your email address and you will automatically be on our list and part of our community. Thank you so much for listening because we have promised you the truth, the the whole truth, truth, and and nothing nothing but but the truth. truth. So So help help me God. God. See you soon.